Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every hundred days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, viva la Mexico. Que paso, muchacha. You should have just said viva la Murgatroyd. Was it viva la Mexico or was it viva la Las Vegas? I think both. Okay. Somebody somebody correct us. Well, I'm sure they will. Well, what's up, everybody? Sorry for the sound. I always feel like I have to apologize if the audio quality isn't perfect because I'm an audiophile and we are in Mexico and we're recording this on our iPhone. And Kim rolls her eyes at me and says, nobody gives a shit, but I care and I care for them. So there so you're, you have it. So you're basically apologizing to yourself. I'm apologizing to myself. Do you know what we're talking about today, honey? Well, first, before I say that, I had a distinction last night and then we'll go into to, um, a couple of subjects. This is going to be like... An, it's, a, it's a buffet. It's going to be a it's buffet. It's an all-inclusive buffet. Mm, not to be confused with the all-inclusive we're in right now, which we're going to talk about in just um, a moment. But I was thinking about something last night, and what I was thinking about is that we get a lot of people that ask us about our relationship and why is it, you know, the, the, the view looking in from the outside is that it's perfect. While my side of the relationship is perfect. Kim has a lot of stuff that she has, that she's got. <laughs> um, to work I got on. a lot of things. Yeah. I and I have a on. list of the things that she needs to work and on. And we're going to be going over that later. And we go through it. We go through it periodically, step by step. She's getting there. She's a work in progress. But he's going to, he wants to give me a checklist. But I, I was trying to think about like, so what is the reason why that is the case? And I don't, I can't prove it, but I view, I, can't prove it. <laughs> I view Kim more through the lens as my girlfriend's 
than through the lens as my wife. Now, that is not to say that, you know, I don't honor the covenant of marriage. So please don't throw any Bible at me. But I view her energetically as my girlfriend. And here's why. And not the mother of your child or like primary. Yeah, but here's why. And the, the lens of which you look. The lens that I, I, I'm certainly aware that she's the mother of my child and she is my wife. I got all that. But energetically, and, and I'm saying the word energetically because I don't know another word to say. But I view her that way because looking at her that way allows me to see her, not her as a mother, not her as a wife, but her as Kim. And that's important to me, number one. Number two, I think it's a little flirtier and sexier to be um, with your girlfriends because if you think about, you know, your when girlfriend wears a negligee, your wife wears sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, right. You got it. There's all that stuff that's associated with it. When you go out to dinner with your girlfriends, it's a very different experience than going out to dinner with the wife, right? The ball and chain and all of the things that, you know, we have come in our culture to associate with that. So I don't know if that helps, but I wanted to throw that um, out to well, you. But I I think that's a really interesting way to look at it. And I mean, conversely, I don't look at you as the the father of my child. You know what I mean? Like I look at you as the hubby because I like the hubby. I The boyfriend for me doesn't work out. I feel like I'm 12, mm -hmm. but the hubby I like. Not the husband, I like the hubby. Yeah, so framing, how you do the framing. How you look at your spouse. So how do you people listening, look at your spouse, significant other, do you look at them like the ball and chain or do you look at them like you're still dating them? And I think the whole point of this and why this impacts our relationship in a positive way is because on some level, we still feel like we're dating and, or maybe we should, um, do more of the things we did when we were dating versus the things we did when we are married, you know, because you're dating and it's like best foot forward and you're trying to really do different things. And then once you settle into like the, the life stuff, right, and you're sharing all the things and you're sharing all the expenses and you're sharing all the work and you're sharing all the chores. And like, I think it's easy to stop dating. So I think the more, I think what you're saying is basically you want to date me and I appreciate that. Yeah, but I want to date with you and I want to- uh, Stop it right there. I don't know what's about to come out of your mouth, but this isn't a PG podcast, but let's just, yeah. We're going to move on to the next subject. <laughs> the next subject is vacationing while COVIDing. Vacationing oh, while COVIDing. Gosh. Okay. So they went on vacation. All right. So look, I am not deliberately getting into the subject of COVID. You have enough resources to use to talk about COVID and all of the effects related and all of the opinions from facts and science to conspiracy theory. That is not my job. What my job is- Is to go on vacation is, and find the places that will allow us in. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so 
understand if you want us, please don't send us a message about all the people. I don't, I, it's not that in, I don't in care. In fact, we've gotten the opposite. So we're here in Mexico right now. We're in Cabo San Lucas or San Jose del Cabo. I don't know which one it is. I get them all backwards. We're at the very end of the little peninsula. That's what I know. And we're in a, an incredible five-star resort that's all-inclusive, which is typically not our bag, but this one's amazing. It's called the Grand Vallis. And uh, it's awesome. So usually we're obviously gone in July. We're usually traveling in Europe. We were supposed to be this year. COVID happened and we are not. So we've been hunting and we let's have- talk, Let's talk about the process. Yeah, so what, did, we, what did that look like? So and, we originally booked uh, Miami. <laughs> we were originally going to South Beach. And then a week before Miami- Why uh, did we choose Miami? Because it seemed freer over there. It seemed like it was open. And it seemed it, like the bars were going. And then it all good. closed down. And boom, and gone. boom, gone. It was off the dock. Had to cancel so the flight. Had to cancel it all. So we um, hunted for more places to go, and Mexico showed up on the list. Now, yes, Mexico has COVID cases and all the things, but we came to the resort. Let me and, back up. Hold on. Let's yeah. back up a second. So we chose. Well, we knew we were coming here to literally stay in a facility, and we haven't. Yeah, left. yeah, yeah. But but hang on. So one of the things with Mexico was originally, and not originally, actually, right now, as of the recording of this, the the driving borders, the land borders, the land borders. Thank you. Are shut down. Americans cannot come in. So there's an assumption because that border is closed that Mexico is closed to Americans. That is not the case. Well, it actually technically says essential travel, but I've, I view men mental health as essential travel. I view margaritas as essential right. travel. So I got you. So we're here. So we landed here and uh, masks. So for all the people that want to know. Masks in the airport, masks on the plane, masks off the plane. You go outside, the guy comes to pick us up from the hotel, takes our temperature, cleans with Lysol the bottom of our shoes. We have to sanitize everything. And then we get in the car, come to the resort. And then it's kind of, if you want to wear your mask, you can. If you don't, you don't really have to. It's at 30% capacity. You don't see very many people. All the tables are more than six feet apart. All the beach chairs are more than six feet apart. Like everybody's wearing, actually, I love the masks they did here. They have these clear masks that I think schools should adopt that like sit on the chin and they're plastic. They allow you to breathe because there's air, but they catch the slobber that naturally comes out of your mouth that everyone's freaked out about. The spray. The spray. So to me, they're 10 times better because you can actually It is a breathe. little gross looking at everybody's spray, but but it's much healthier for them. But you can, can see their mouth. Because you can see their mouth. It would be super fun to try to figure out what people are saying with a mask on in with accents and all all of the things. So So there's that. And so it's been lovely. And, you know, for us... We've had a few people reach out and ask why, uh, if we live in California and we have the beaches, why we left to go to the beach. <laughs> uh, good question. But I think that change of scenery is important. 
I think sitting in the house and even know that we have a, a really beautiful area we live in and we go bicycling, we go to the beach and we can do a lot of things. Um, it's still nice to have that change of scenery. It's also nice to have a kids club. <laughs> so we found this resort and the kids club is open and Sophia is basically the only kid in the kids club. Sometimes there's one or two others and they do all the right things. But uh, as far as like social distancing or whatever is concerned, but you know, they made her into a mermaid. They're teaching her swimming. They've, uh, they're doing cookie making, you know, and all kinds of fun stuff. So for me, it was so valuable for her to not be in school since what, March? Mm -hmm. To be able to be in a place where she's having fun and learning and playing and doing what a five-year-old should be doing in her life, you know? So for me, the value of the fulfillment we're receiving as a family for the six days we're here is um, immeasurable. Yeah, and I think I think also to give you a perspective of what it feels like, the resort holds 600 people. There's 79 people on the resort right now. So if you've ever been to one of these mega facilities, and this one's, I mean, this is not me- mega, 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 but it's pretty, it's pretty big. It, it is a very, it's a mixed feeling where you're going to a bar at night and you're literally the only people in the bar or you go into a restaurant and there's there's like three tables going. So it's not that much different perhaps than your home state or country where you see the same thing going with the exception of that there's a massive amount of service that's here. So for example, when we're done recording this podcast, we're gonna jump into the pool because it's fucking hot here and we're gonna sit uh, in the pool and you know, you know, the, uh, the guy will come over and he'll make us a little picnic on the side of the pool and we'll have lunch and margaritas and stare at the ocean um, and spend, you know, the rest of the day sort of like getting Sophia in and out of the kids club. So it very, very much feels like a vacation um, while COVIDing. I don't know how else to put it. But it's also given us <clears throat> time because in in our regular life, Rob and I are struggling to be able to have a conversation. You know, Sophia will go to camp and stuff like that, but we're both getting work done, workouts and all of that. We're not in a very relaxed, chilled state all the time. And here for us to have this reset and to figure out what do we really want? And we've just created our next vision board and we've, it took us six months to do it, but it's up. And, you know, we're starting to kind of focus around that. We're taking all of the new things we've learned with Abraham Hicks to uh, make that happen and to, I should say, allow that to happen. And we're kind of debating where we want to go next. What programs do we want to do? What things, what programs do we do that bring us joy? Like I loved doing our virtual mastermind. We did two 90-day back-to-back virtual masterminds, and then we decided to take like a 90-day break so we could recoup and decide if we want to do it again. I am actually missing that. I really enjoy doing that. And it was so a lot I, of fun. So I think we'll probably bring that in the fall. We're talking about doing relationship courses, the book we're writing, all of the things. And so this little five-day break, it's not just about like, get me out of here and I need a vacation. This is where we become inspired or re-inspired or 
reinvigorated or reset, whatever you want to call it. And I think that's so important. That's so, what your entire work hard, play hard is built around. Well, that's what the, that's what the whole um, work hard, play hard experience is for. It's, it's to force you out of your day to day and into something else. You know, we become so habituated to the things that we do that, you know, we become like robotic. We wake up, we brush our teeth, we go to work and blah, 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 blah. So even, even during this COVID time, I would encourage you to look and see, and I wish I can give you a list of what countries are open, but it's it's such a moving target that it's just changing constantly. Um, and this is going to be the kind of thing where you're not going to be able to plan it three months from now because it's going to be different. It's a last minute decision. It's a last minute decision. But I, I, I can't encourage you enough to sit down with your significant other by yourself with a friend's and say, okay, well, you know, Cabo's a good example. Cabo's open. Let's just get the fuck out of here for three, four days and let's just go sit on the beach. No, it's not going to be like absolutely perfect, but we need this. And a lot of people, you know, are texting us. Uh, Kim, give me the texting number because I want to uh, announce it. A lot of people have been texting us. Um, and we honestly do look at every single text. We answer every single one. It is the best way to get us because right now our Facebook messages, our DMs and our emails are so flooded that it just gets buried in spam or whatever. So call us at 310. Okay, so it's 310-388-9724. And I know Rob said call us, but that's because he's old. Text us at 310-388-9724. Uh, we're going to get the the name of someone here at the hotel that we can um, direct people to if they did want to book it here. And by the way, we are unfortunately not getting any comp on this little promo we're doing. But I feel Nor like... Nor will we get any comp if you book it. We're, yeah, just, we're just literally doing it because we, we think it's... We believe in it. it. <laughs> we believe it's, it's good mental health for you, you know, right now. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about uh, today is is you and your creation and what you're working on. And there were a few things that I learned- Me specifically or the people listening? The people listening, okay, but they, I was they are capital U, capital Y. Capital in, U. Capital Y in you. There you um, go. One of, there's three or four quick things that I heard Esther say, and a lot of people um, have been uh, really excited about us sort of like going into this Esther Hicks vibrational world and learning more and more about it. And, uh, you know, people are saying like, I never heard of her and now I can't stop listening to her. So uh, just go on YouTube and type in Esther Hicks and you will have literally more, more than you know what to do with. But one of the things she said that, uh, Kim, you and I have not spoken about spoken about this before, but she said, you've gathered up too much facts, too many facts to contradict your own desires. So the idea is like, you have this thing, okay, I want to buy, I want to buy a home and it costs a million dollars. You start gathering up all these facts, why it's not going to work. And you start winding up, well, you know, a million dollars, I only make $50,000 a year. How am I ever going to be able to afford a million dollar house? So you start lining up all of these facts instead of stepping into seeing yourself walking through the million dollar house and loving every second of it. Another one is whatever you need will come into place. And this one is something that I need to see. And let me give you a little bit of a backstory. So we're on vacation uh, right now um, with uh, another couple. They will remain anonymous at this at this moment because they haven't given us permission to share the who they are. But we're on a we're on a uh, a trip with them. And so you know, I was talking yesterday, and I said, you know, 
he said, well, what are you working on? I said, well, the next thing I'm working on is I want to buy a $5 million house in- uh, It's not that we want to buy a $5 million house. We, want we have- actually want to buy a house that has a beautiful view of the ocean and a yard. It just so happens to cost $5 million. Yeah, right. Just for clarity on okay, this. Okay, right. It's not that I'm looking to buy a $5 million yeah. house. It, if it was, I would love for it to be $1 million. I'd love it to be a dollar, <laughs> but it, it's $5 million for what we're looking for, which is um, something that is, yeah, it's a big stretch, obviously, for us, for most people, right? So um, he sends me a message this morning and he said, today we're going to brainstorm how the Murgatroids can create um, a product that will pay cash for that house. Now, I didn't tell him anything about this. I didn't tell him that we were stuck. We were just simply talking about what it was that I wanted. Now, I don't know what's going to come out of that conversation that we have this afternoon, if we're going to come up with a product or not. But I know when I got that text... I looked at it. I was like, the universe is hearing my request. I am sitting in good vibes, good feeling, and seeing our family sitting at the table in the kitchen with these giant, you know, sliding doors that go to the outside that overlooks the ocean. And I'm not thinking about how I can't afford that. I'm not thinking about where am I going to come up with a down payment for something like that. I'm not thinking about how much the monthly mortgage is. Now, that is very opposite to how I have functioned in the past. The way I've functioned in the past is I need to know exactly the how. Tell me the steps. Tell me what I need to do. The problem with that strategy is that you don't know what you don't know. And somebody's going to introduce you to somebody who's going to introduce you to somebody who's going to introduce you to somebody that you're going to have a conversation. You're going to come up with an idea that you never thought of. But if you're close to that, it's not going to happen. So, But I love that. So here's the thing. So it's like you're so stuck sometimes in the how and not in the why. And so what you taught me through through Abraham, Esther slash Abraham, is to, when you find yourself getting caught in the how, to ask yourself why you want it to begin with. And that's why I wanted to be super clear about it's not that we want a $5 million house. I'm actually not trying to manifest a $5 million house. I'm trying to manifest a house with a view and a yard and I don't care how much it costs. So I don't want to focus on that part of it. I want to focus on the other part of it because it's the why. It's good. Why do I want a yard? Because I want a garden. I want flowers. I want plants. I want trees. I want a place to chill. I want birds. I want butterflies. I want birds. I want hummingbirds. And I want the rooftop or the patio because I want to live an outdoor life. And it feels good to work outside. And it feels good to eat dinner watching the sunset. And it feels good to have friends over and have a cocktail party in a beautiful orange sky. Like that focusing into that why releases the how, including the cost. Yeah, and you almost want to, you, you know you're doing this right when you're almost making somebody sick if they were listening to you. You and your spouse, you and your, your significant other, whatever. Like you guys you, are probably sick of listening you to You would us. just be having this conversation. You know, if when, before we moved to California, if somebody were to sit next to us and they heard us talk about, oh my God, 70 degrees, blue skies, no humidity, near the ocean, surfing, they'd be like, oh, 
shut up already. Just you, moved to California. You want to be in that space where you are talking about what it is that you want, not focusing on the how, only focusing on the why you want it and enjoying it in fantasy, in dreaming, daydreaming. Daydreaming is very underrated. Daydreaming is where you get your power. That's how you connect without any resistance. Okay. Do you like the house I'm drawing? Uh, it's actually really beautiful. I like the, I love the plant at the top. Thank you. Um, okay, so two more. The universe gives me an exact replica of what's going on vibrationally. You cannot get the vibration that you need to have a $5 million house or to have the house that you want or the thing that you want. You are not gonna get there if you don't have the vibration that matches it. So for example, when I think about what it will feel like to walk through that house, the vibe that I'm feeling in my body, the excitement that I get to wake up in the morning with a cup of coffee and look out at the ocean with a hoodie on and journal and do my morning pages, that vibe, I have to have that vibe now so that I can match it. Otherwise, I'm gonna. if I have the vibe of how the hell am I gonna afford this, I don't know where it's gonna come from, I don't make this kind of money, I don't have an idea for a product, that vibe, Isn't I'm gonna, gonna get an exact you. replica and that exact replica is not the $5 million house. Okay, last one. Tune into the radio station that you want to hear. This is a really easy way for you to look at it. If you want to hear heavy metal, then you got to go to the classic rock station, right? You want to hear house music, you got to go to the house music station. Well, whatever it is that you want, you've got to tune into the radio station that you want to hear and live in that place vibrationally. Okay. Can so I give one? You can give any All right, you let want. me give a couple of these that I think are really um, helpful, ready? So on that, the beliefs, right? So we all have beliefs, like you said, of things that can work and not work. You start thinking about the house you want and you start gathering all the facts of why you can't have it. So um, one of the things she said is, a belief is only a thought that you've made a habit of thinking. Yeah, It's just a thought you made a habit of thinking. A belief is not a fact. And even though you think it's a fact, it's so not good. a fact. So good. So beliefs can be changed. Um, the other thing that I love, and I'm trying to teach Sophia this in myself, is I never take action when something feels off. So when something, for example, Rob's been trying to bully me into doing a vision board since we landed in Hermosa, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, I got the board, I'm sending you pictures, get them printed, let's go. And I have been super resistant. Something felt off about creating the vision board at that time. I wasn't feeling it. And I wasn't feeling it for at least six months. I was listening to my internal guidance system saying something feels off, I don't wanna create that. It's kind of like when you're walking down the street and you get a feeling of, I should cross the street for some reason, something feels off. So they said, never take action when something feels off because feeling off is being out of alignment. So if you're not in alignment, don't take the new job, don't quit the old job, get in alignment first and then make those decisions. And so with, just to give you an idea with kids, like imagine teaching your children that young, don't take action when something feels off. So they go to the store, little Bobby down the street is like, I like to steal from this store all the time. We get candy, it's so easy. 
that your child is going to have something inside them that says this isn't feeling right. Yep. And so if they can be taught early to never take action when something feels off, even if you're being pressured to do it, I think that will save people a lot of drama. Um, and then the last one is, let me see, let me give you a good one. Oh, this is a good one. Are you ready? You can't criticize yourself into wealth or well-being. Your negative thoughts of yourself oppose your success, your abundance, your health, mm. and what's coming into your vortex. Wow, that's good. I haven't you heard that one. You can't criticize yourself. Holy in, shit, have I criticized myself. Into wealth or well-being. Why the fuck do we do that? Why Isn't are we our funny? own worst fucking critics? We are. We are. So I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. So here's a book you can read if you like this kind of stuff. They have a book called The Vortex. And it's basically questions that her husband, Jerry, asks her. And she gives two to five minute answers. And it covers relationships, parenting, health, wealth. It covers all of it. It's a, it's a definitely a unique book. And I highly recommend listening to that one versus reading it. Um, but you'll get a lot out of it. Okay, I'll leave you with this. I, I would love some help uh, from you guys. One of the things that um, in doing this work from Esther that I've realized that really gives me the most amount of joy, um, I'll be very, very honest with you. There's there's, there's two areas, right? I, I personally have two products. One is the work hard, play hard uh, mastermind experience. Uh, and the other one is the coaching that I do. And that's, that's basically what I do. Um, and I've been thinking about bringing the work hard, play hard uh, mastermind to the corporate worlds. And I've had a lot of resistance around it. And I've realized I'm actually not that interested in it. I don't want to work with those, I hate to say those kinds of people, but you get the idea. I'm, I've never been a corporate person and it's just, I'm just not getting, for whatever reason, I'm not getting lit up about it. And so I've really been doing some thinking, well, what is the thing that really lights me up? And the thing that lights me up is coaching. I've loved working with people, the kinds of people I'm working with. Um, I have some people I'm working with that, you know, are super, super successful in business, but their personal life is a mess and they want to change their hobbies and their relationship with their spouse and the, and the amount of time that they exercise and just things that, you know, a bucket list stuff, right? So they are coaching with me in that area. I have other people that just want to start a podcast. They feel like they have a message. They want to get it out. They don't know where to begin and they need somebody help. They need some help in branding it. I have other people that want to start a fitness program. You get the idea. If you know of anybody and you listen to this show and you're like, I think they would be good to coach with Rob. I know I'm not um, everybody's cup of tea, um, but- You're uh, my cup of tea. But I'm your cup of tea. So for some people, I, I, I may be a good fit. If you think you know somebody, it would mean the world to me if you reached out to them um, and asked and just sent them to uh, the link, work hard, play hard, coaching, Dot com. Thank you for that. And uh, Kim, anything else before we sign off from uh, Mexico? No, let's go have a margarita. All right, everybody. Have a great week. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.